0: Welcome into the Lounge, presented by DraftKings. We have the pleasure of sitting down with running back Kenyon Drake. And Ken, let's start here. So you have this great game in New Orleans, and it seemed like that one was really a special one for you. You know, you score two touchdowns, run for 93 yards, and then in the post-game locker room, we saw the video where Harves is like, all right, who gets the game ball? Here we go. Got the wooden one here. <laughs> who gets the game ball? You know, and everybody's like, KD, KD. Like, can you just talk about how special that moment was for you?
1: No. Yeah, it was was very cool um kind of like how i elaborated in the speech that i kind of had to make which was definitely impromptu (laughs) expecting to but it was a kind of cool being um not necessarily the centerpiece of it because obviously it's uh, a lot of hands on deck that kind of goes into my personal success as a running back but um just kind of embodying the Ravens style of football during that game and kind of how that fourth quarter kind of came. I had, like, 11 carries, I think, going into the fourth quarter and ended up with, like, 20-plus. Right. So doubled my amounts, you know, as the game went on. And I feel like that's what epitomizes me as a player, that epitomizes this team as a, as a you know, as a team in general, just kind of finishing and wearing down on you at the end of the game. So it was pretty cool to kind of be a part of that. Right.
2: What is it – what's the moment like as a player coming to a new team where you're in a locker room like that post game victory and everyone's kind of shouting you out like I, yeah i i got to believe when you change teams you got to have to you got to learn players you got to make friends you got to like go through all that stuff and then to be the person in the middle of that um what did that mean to you
1: um it was a special moment uh it's funny this i guess my second go round in terms of uh out of nowhere kind of switching teams because when I got traded from Miami to Arizona, I played like three days later on Thursday night football (laughs) and actually had a pretty good game, but, you know, we ended up losing. So it really, you know, it was bittersweet in that situation, but kind of coming here and, you know, obviously it took me a few weeks to kind of get used to the offense and, uh, you know, used to the style of play here. But to have, you know, be on that type of stage, you know, help this team win, you know, in the facet that we did, you know, which is hard-nosed football. Especially with how, throughout my career, you know, people may not see me as that type of back in terms of being able to get the tough yards, grinding out type of situation. Which, you know, I want to continue to prove throughout my career. But, you know, I just uh, it was it was pretty cool and to be here um, be a part of this team you know I feel like it's one of the best teams I've been on since I've been in the league so I'm excited about us continue to move forward
0: yeah it, it's interesting you mentioned kind of the perception of you as a runner and and what I feel like when you catch balls out of the backfield as well as you do you kind of get labeled as that well he's kind of like a pass catching maybe he's a third down guy or whatever and you've been you've shown a lot more than that you've run the ball for a lot mm. over your career but it is interesting because you mentioned that you know, the Ravens' physicality was part of the reason that you wanted to sign here. Can can you talk about what that thought process was like?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a run-first organization, you know what I mean? Like, there are teams that, you know, are in the league that they have the mantra of being a pass-first team. Right. You know, throughout the years, especially recently, this has been a run-first type of offense, you know what I mean? So kind of coming here and being a part of it and understanding that it was going to be a lot of downhill, you know, even like... Just a schematic way of kind of how we do downhill may bounce, but you kind of have a lot of ways to be able to press a certain gap, get to another gap, kind of set up, you know, the outside bounce, cut up the field type situation, which I was able to exhibit. And obviously with the help of the O-line in front of me, they've been doing a, you know, a great job, you know, week in and week out. So right. obviously credit to them and everybody that kind of gets that scheme together. But um I just try to be as versatile as possible. You know, I feel like my game – Uh, can morph with whatever the situation is, and I want to continue to, you know, be that type of guy that can be relied on in any type of situation as the season goes on. You
2: you also delivered the quote of the week after the game in New Orleans where you said, what was it, the human will can only take so much. Oh, that was good. (laughs) That was good. That was was the quote of the week, uh, (laughs) no doubt, after that win. And it's interesting, because I've always kind of wondered, like, you hear people talk about, well, we wear them down in the second half. And sometimes I'm like, is that true, or is that just what people say, because you don't know really how to describe that success? I'll tell you what, against Tampa, and then against New Orleans, and it it sure seemed like you guys just wore them down in the second half. Can you talk a a little bit about that? Because it just seems like that's what you're doing. Like, you're having the success in the second half of games, because, like, you're wearing down
1: defenses. Yeah, and you know I keep wanting to give credit to you know everybody else around me because you know and obviously any running back in any situation will do that in that sense but like I feel like we have the best front in football and with that being said we continue to get better as the game goes on and you win games in the second half you know specifically in the fourth quarter especially you know those four minute drives now personally I would want to finish with the ball in my hands, and I'm pretty sure everybody on that (laughs) offense would love to finish with the ball in our hands. You know, we didn't get the job done against Tampa Uh, last week. We also didn't, or Monday night, two weeks ago, I guess, we didn't get the job done as well. But obviously, the dub is the most important thing. But just continuing to just pound the ball, and even those situations where – they may know what is coming because it's a very similar formation, very similar motion, but what can you do about it? Especially when, you know, everything is fit up, right. You know, they try to go over the top. I make, you know, it may look like a certain thing because of the, like I said, I'm so, I love the scheme here because it can hit in so many different ways but it's the same play. So right. the defense almost can't be right in that situation. They get frustrated, and they try to kind of go out their gaps and, you know, their uh, techniques, and we just kind of, you know, that can't be right. Right. Interesting.
0: I, I noticed that, uh, you know, the jump cut that you had in this past game against the Saints, that fancy footwork, mm-hmm. is
1: that's that's right there. Has that always been there? Are you adding some moves on the fly here? Um, you know what's funny? Me coming off my ankle injury, and I've had another ankle injury when I was in college. um, I feel like I've always had that explosive I've always had that jump cut ability yeah. and I wasn't able to kind of exhibit it as this years or this year has kind of right. like, gone on because of I mean I I was just hurt like past this past December so it hasn't been a year yet I'm still kind of trying to you know, honestly get my feet under me, especially those first few games. I, right. It was just kind of almost like a mini preseason for me in a sense because I didn't get that many reps when I was in Vegas to kind of get that wear and tear or that rust, right. I guess, in a sense. Right. So now that I'm in this offense and I have, you know, a, a better ability or better sense of where things are supposed to hit, a lot more patience when, you know, I'm trying to not make them feel like, oh, they can get to this gap because they think I'm going to go this way, I'm going to go this way. Right. It just gives me the ability to, you know, be more myself. Right. And honestly, when I made that move, <laughs> I jumped I jumped outside, so fast forward or rewind. Yeah. The very first play of the game, very similar play, I bounced out wide and Tyron was able to kind of Tyron Matthew was able to kinda like funnel me and make the tackle. Mm-hmm. Right. Same play that play was. I jumped out wide, but the tackle was in front of me. So I was able to use his leverage, got back inside and the linebacker kinda went over the top two thinking I was gonna go over the top. And once I put my foot in the ground and then jumped back, I was kind of like, oh, I made a miss. And it was kind of <laughs> like a – I felt like I was really in the groove in that point, you know. And right. A lot of players kind of getting that fi- that that feeling where you're like, all right, I feel real good and I feel like real free. And right. you kind of just start doing stuff. And, you know, when it works, it works.
0: And, and that's kind of, I feel like, the, the measuring tape for a running back, right? It's like, well, you know, do you get the yards that you're supposed to get? And then the next level of being a great running back is, do you get yards you're not supposed to get? Mm-hmm. Do you make people miss? Do you, you know – break a tackle or whatnot, and do you feel like now you're kind of getting to that point coming off the ankle injury where it's like, all right, now I'm I'm at that level?
1: Yeah, just confidence at the end of the day. Everybody in this league has ability. You wouldn't be here if you didn't have that ability to separate yourself in general because every step of the way you have to continue to prove yourself. But then once you get into this league and you see around the league people are just going bananas (laughs) because they have just crazy confidence the coach has confidence in them to go in any situation to get the ball they may be touching the ball early and often and then that confidence in that specific game continues to get better and then you know guys just beat themselves you know what I mean
0: right
2: so you you kind of talked about this when you first got here you had to learn the offense and it was like it was a little slow going for you when you first arrived can you talk about the challenge of learning this offense? Because it does seem like it's a bit more complicated for a running back than a lot of other systems. You have to have the mesh point down with the quarterback. There's a lot of motion before the snap. You know, there's guards pulling in every direction. There's just a lot happening, (laughs) like, before the snap, during the play. And, like, what was that – was it more challenging to learn that? And can you just kind of share some insight on that process?
1: Yeah, for sure, because really the first couple games I had, you know – A little bit of success in the first game, like kind of as the game went on, I got more touches. And the second game just really didn't click at all, you know what I mean, against the Dolphins, like for me personally, just for whatever the case was. But those two weeks where I was inactive and I was kind of sitting back and I was working on my craft and practice, even when I was getting scout team reps, it kind of gave me the ability to, one, continue to get healthy, first and foremost, and then, two, uh, continue to just build camaraderie, with the offensive line no matter who it was with Mm -hmm. how they were pulling or you know how linebackers reacted to the way that I moved with certain plays and things like that and then once I kind of got back in the game again and then that stuff started to mesh especially with like you said the schematics and you know really knowing what to do in general because I was just like I wouldn't I wasn't moving with the confidence that I have now because I wasn't mm. sure about where I should hit this or what the play call is <laughs> to begin with in general because I was right. only in the you know the game for a, a week or here for a month and so so right. um, as the year continues to get going I continue to get more confidence. Uh, to keep getting more confidence in me. And then, you know, that just, you know, breeds success.
2: It's interesting. So, like, you know, I, I think some players could get kind of salty. You know, you're inactive for a couple of games. You're like, I signed here expecting I'm going to get, you know, all these touches and I'm inactive. Like, what's, what's going on here? But you basically took the approach like – Hold on let me figure out like this offense and how I can really kind of like make myself fit into this and then take it to the next level yeah, like, which sure. I you probably deserve a lot of credit for
1: yeah I mean you know you nobody cares you know what I mean like the <laughs> the day, like you have to take responsibility for what you do well and what you don't do well and well one when you do something well you give, away the credit and when you aren't doing well you have to look within yourself and be like all right what can I do better mm-hmm. and that's what my mantra has been my whole career even when I was you know in high school Bama like earlier in my career in general when I had success it's always been about all right self-criticizing my well not not overly criticizing myself but you know looking at what can I do better and then when I do something good all right of course like you know continue to Stay on top of that, but then also be like, all right, what around me is helping me get to that point? Because right. I don't never like to bring the spotlight to myself because I can't do it by myself. You know what I mean? So, I'm just, I'm just really in a, a very confident and, and happy spot, and continue to put the work in from the classroom standpoint. You know, we continue to put new plays in week in and week out. It's a season within every week, especially in this league. So. Right. Uh, I'm just excited to continue to move forward.
0: So you mentioned your your ankle injury. You had a broken ankle uh, last December. And it's kind of crazy that people don't, I think, realize that like all of our running backs are coming off of season-ending injuries. I mean, you, JK, Gus, and Justice. I mean, how what kind of bond has that formed
1: in that room? One, um, we're already a tight-knit group. And then with that type of... Um, I guess, situation where we can kind of relate to each other from that right. perspective. It just gives you a better idea of how tough, one, this position is, you know, because, um, you know, I'm just going to kind of step back from the question a little bit and be like, I don't feel like running backs get enough credit in this league with the things that we're asked to do. Yeah. You know, run the ball obviously as a back block as, you know, a tight end or a lineman would do, and then also be able to catch the ball and be a versatile playmaker at the backfield, like a receiver. Right. Um, So, you know, I feel like, especially in this offense, I'm excited about everybody that's in this room. We don't really have an ego. People just want to kind of go out there. and When our number's called, we make plays, regardless if it is in any facet of what I mentioned or blocking, you know, for eight, because obviously he's the ultimate playmaker in this offense. So <laughs> right, you can't, right. you know, forget about his <laughs> impact and how it also opens up the offense for us as well. So, you know, we all just kind of taking a stride, you know, understand that we are going to have our good days and bad days, especially coming off injury and having the, the, um, the, workload that we sometimes do have week in and week out you know it was my game last week you know Gus is coming back excited to him to continue to you know build his uh season up and JK is coming back excited about him being able to come back and do his thing and we just got so many weapons man there's
0: so there's been a lot of like three-headed monster running back groups in Baltimore but I don't know if we've ever had a four-headed monster (laughs) and then you count in Lamar like you said that's a five-headed monster so I did a little googling right because we need to call it with a nickname okay. for this group, right? Yeah. So I did some Googling, and I came up with this Greek-Roman mythology thing called a Hydra.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? I, I figured you was going that way.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it has a bunch of heads, and when you chop off one of the heads, two more grow back. Mm-hmm. Ooh, all right. What do you think? Yeah. That, hydra?
1: And that's, and, that's, and that's Tyler Beatty and Mike Davis. Exactly. <laughs> so. I kind of think Hydra for this running back group might stick. No, I, I like it. I mean, is it, but... At the same time, though, isn't Hydra, like, the bad guys that's in the Marvel movies, too? Is it? I oh, don't know. I'm, I'm not, not a Marvel, Marvel guy. guy oh, Marvel okay. Guy.
0: Oh, wait. Producer, it yes. Oh, so no. It like, well, be it, but bad in a good way? Like, yeah. bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, bad. <laughs> but... <bad. laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree I, if, if we just stick it straight to I guess you know Greek mythology and like be like hey guys it's not you know the Marvel bad guy right, characters yeah. or what I mean then right. we can kind of you know okay. roll with that I like it we'll roll with that <laughs> I, like it. I don't know how I follow
2: that one up but uh, I'll do my best here so so you played yeah, Alabama you win a national championship there you had one of the iconic plays in that national championship game kickoff return against Clemson 2016 um, and when you were at Alabama in that backfield there was TJ Yeldon Eddie Lacy, Derrick Henry, Mm -hmm. right? These were all guys who were there at the same time. A lot of talent in that backfield. But also, like, some of those guys, you know, when you're playing with Derrick Henry, you kind of get overshadowed a little bit Mm -hmm. because he wins the Heisman Trophy and and all that. So, you know, obviously you're a guy that wants to win, but was there also a part of you that was like, I want to show, you know, my ability? Um, And and what was it like being in that backfield?
1: Um, Kind of very similar to what we have here. And that was – and this is just kind of a one-year situation. There was, you know, four years of, you know, people just continue to come in because we had Bo Scarborough come in uh, my mm. junior, senior year, Damien Harris, who's obviously starting mm, right. doing his thing in New England. Right. Um. So we had a multitude of guys, you know, in that backfield. That's and how it we, works at Alabama, you right? You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's not – Yeah, it was never like – it was always just reload. You know right. what I mean? Right, right. So um, with that being said, though, I don't think really any of us at that same time had egos. Well, I know I didn't. I can only speak for myself. But, you know, as a group, those are all still my guys. I still talk to them on a daily basis, a weekly basis. And it's just, I don't know, me specifically, I know when my numbers call, I'm going to make plays. Whether it was kick return, like you mentioned um, in, a, in a championship game, I don't know, I just, I'm a, I, I value myself as a playmaker. So regardless of if I have the ball in my hands, if I'm not on the field, whatever the case may be, I'm going to do everything I can for when my number's called or whether I'm in the game, like, specifically to get the ball or not, I'm going to draw people away from, you know, everybody else. I'm just going to be what I, I'm going to be a football player. I'm going to mm-hmm. be me, mm-hmm. and that's all I can be. And, you know, that's when I kind of brought my game to this point because, full circle moment being at Bama being in that situation um you know not getting a lot of carries prepared me for coming into the league and not getting right. carries you know right on and then 2017 they traded Jay Ajayi and Damian Williams in front of me got hurt and then I led the league in rushing like the last like month with like 500 yards at that time and then they bring Frank Gore in the next year now I'm relegated back to like a well not I won't say relegated I was brought back to a third down back situation. Mm. Mm. So then that year I, I still had a thousand yards total with like eight touchdowns or something. The next year I get traded to Arizona. Then I'm put into a first and second down back situation with right. me and
0: Chase Edmonds. You were like the guy, right? right
1: exactly. So that's tw- that's 19 to 2020. Then 2021. Now I'm back to. You know, second string, third down back type of situation, catch the ball at backfield behind Josh, and now right. here I'm kind of like all three combined. Which
0: that was weird because I mean the Raiders signed you to a like pretty pretty lucrative two year deal, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and then like to not make you the guy, that was just kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, especially Josh,
1: you were coming off almost a thousand yards yeah, in before, Arizona, right? Well, th- yeah, a thousand yards total, I think three straight years from. 18, 19, and 20. Well, yeah, I mean, ahead. just yeah.
0: rushing you. What, what was 955 yards or something mm, like that? Right, exactly. that a-
1: and that's still a sore spot in my side. <laughs> we we'll just is. go in total, total yards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, every organization, every, every regime has what they feel like is how they want to move with a player. You know, they right. kind of, some, Team just see us as chess pieces. They want to just fit into a certain scheme, and, you know, you have a certain body type, so you can only do this, Mm. and Mm. I can only control what I can control, and that's what I've kind of lived through my entire life in general. Right. So, you know, coming here and just getting a fresh start, obviously it didn't really go according to plan off the jump, but, I mean, what does? You know, you just kind of, you know, take your lumps, you grow, you learn from it, and then continue to get better and put a smile on your face while doing it, you know what I mean? Right.
0: Well, I remember when you first came here I had a conversation with you and it was I found it to be really interesting because you said you know for the first time in your Football life you kind of felt the rejection, you know after the Raiders released you a year into a two-year deal Mm -hmm. How did you deal with that and kind of handle it the way that you have?
1: um, I mean as Natural as possible like of course it stung. Um, I actually kind of had idea that it was coming Mm -hmm. because um, as ironic as, as it was, the last preseason game I played there was against Miami, mm. and they they brought all the young guys that they were still trying to evaluate, and they left all the guys that they felt like, you know, were going to make the team or whatever or they wanted to protect, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I was still in evaluation mode. Mm. So, you know, year seven running back coming off an injury in, in evaluation mode, that doesn't really bolt. well. I've been right. around the league for a little bit. I kind of understand that situation the right on the wall, in a sense. So right. I was definitely a little sad because I bought a house out there um, felt like, you know, I had a good, you know, repertoire with the team in general, like players, coaches or whatever. And, you know, they they did me justice in terms of releasing me a week early and allowing, you know, teams to know that I was on the radar instead of like, right. you know, waiting until the last preseason game. When or the rosters or, are set. Right, exactly. Right. You know what I mean? So it's all respect and love regardless. But, you know, I felt like how I carry myself on and off the field prepared me to be put in this situation to, you know, feel rejection again by, you know, being placed inactive for the first time of my career for two games as well. Mm. But you got to take it in a stride, man. It's a business at the end of the day. It's nothing personal. Um, I know what I, I have the capabilities of doing, helping a team win, and, you know, I'm going to continue to do that through the rest of my career.
2: The last one for me, like, it's you know, I think in hearing about your mindset, like I think that's one of the reasons that you're having the success you are here, Um to be able to, like, when your number's called, like, you were ready for that opportunity. Obviously, the running back group is also getting stronger, too. You know, Gus is going to come back, and J.K. is hopefully going to come back, and it's just going to be, become an even more, you know, it's going to be but that they, five-headed JK's monster. Coming yeah.
0: um, J.K.'s coming back. Don't be saying hopefully.
2: J.K.'s coming no, back. Uh, yeah, yeah. But there's that five-headed monster, the yeah, Hydra that you talked about. Yeah, um, you know, like, what What are your expectations going the rest of the year? Like, this is a, a running game that it can be the best in the league and um, you guys have a really dominant group. Like, what are your expectations with this group and as you see it playing out?
1: It's funny that you ask that question because we had a group bonding or team bonding uh, type of day on Tuesday or Monday. Okay. And we played this game where we had paper... Um, like blank sheets of paper and a a little uh, ping pong ball. And it was probably like 20 people in each group. And the option of the game was to make the ping pong ball while you had the piece of paper in everybody's individual hand. It had to not stop rolling, but also be – in each person's hand and the person that the the ball <laughs> rolled into, they couldn't move. So as soon as it rolled into you couldn't move, but then you could kind of like funnel behind and allow the mm. ball to eventually land into the cup that was like twenty yards down the field. Okay. So, so you're, you're making like a ramp, like a Yeah in okay. a sense, right. right, yeah, right so right, but okay. the ball could not stop and right. we, it took us like fifteen minutes, like twenty minutes <laughs> to kind of figure out like, you know, how to do it. Everybody had their, you know, hand in it, you know, let suggested, suggest this, suggest that. And the end of the day, we was able to get it. We were the first team to do it too. Um, you know, just to let you <laughs> know. Just, uh, yeah, just to yeah, let yeah. you know. Um, but it kind of uh was a thing where you see the goal, right? The end goal is there. It's right. you know, you put your goal down, this is what you wanna do. But you can't reach that end goal without the process in between. And that's kind of what I like learned from that game was that you can always put your end goal down. Of course, our end goal is to win a Super Bowl, of course, you know what I mean. That's everybody's mm-hmm. win end right. goal. But the process in between the everyday struggle, wins, losses, in between that is what builds you up to get to that moment. So that's what I'm going to continue to do. And that's what I know everybody, especially in our room, is going to continue to do is develop that process, you know, enjoy the ups and the downs, whatever the case may be. But the end goal is always going to be the same. And that's what's going to eventually get us to that end goal is – the things in between that process. That's awesome. That's well, pretty that's, great. That's
2: a good note to end on right there. Yeah. And you guys were the first team to do it. So I think that bodes well for that Super Bowl. Exactly.
1: Well <laughs> the <laughs> last time I had a ping pong ball
0: and cups in a game, I mean, we're playing beer pong. Yeah, exactly. Different type of game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Kenyon, thanks so much, man. Yes, this sir. is a pleasure. Thank, thank you, appreciate yes, it. Sir. Yeah. All right. Well, great stuff from Kenyon Drake. There's two things that we didn't get to that I kind of wanted to. One being this little known fact that maybe you didn't even remember, is that in 2018, Kenyon Drake, you remember that crazy, Crazy play. It was the Dolphins and the Patriots. The last play of the game, the Dolphins were were trailing and they had like two laterals, mm. maybe three laterals, and they scored a sixty some yard touchdown yes. in the as time went down, they to beat the Patriots. Kenyon Drake was the guy that scored that.
2: Right place, right time. Exactly, what happened.
0: The Miami miracles. This Kenyan's got some miracles in him. You know, we had the the Mile High miracle. He's got the Miami. He's got miracles happening. I like that down the road. I want
2: a guy on my team who has miracles. I want
0: a miracle worker. Yes, <laughs> on my team. Yes. And second thing is that Kenyon Drake and Drake the singer slash rapper mm-hmm. uh, are friends. Did you know that Drake and Drake?
2: Are they actually friends?
0: On social media, they are. <laughs> <What> <laughs> so a, that's a yes. They follow each other. Yes. All right. And Drake doesn't just follow everybody. <laughs> he follows Kenyon Drake. All right, there we go. So, kind of cool. Maybe, just, we get, just maybe we can get Drake in for concert. I heard something. there's a new album. He released a new album. He did. He did. Well, what's it called? Do you know? I'm not sure what it's called. What's it called, guys? Her Loss. Her Loss. Uh, so... Their loss for the for the Raiders. Who cut Kenyan Drake. <laughs> Boo! Full circle. Full circle. Full circle. Full circle. Their loss. The new Kenyan Drake album. Well done. <laughs> Dropping this ball. Well done. So, uh, <laughs>
2: what did you take away from the conversation with him?
0: I thought he's just got a great attitude. Like he's just, um, you know, he's fit in really well here, you know, in in what is a crowded offense and a crowded running backs room, you Mm -hmm. know, with all these guys who are hungry to come back and show what they've got. And, like, you know, he's kind of fit in, and and he's playing really well. You know, I think he's averaging 4.7 yards a carry, which is, like, right up there with some of his career high years. And
2: he's just playing good ball, you know? Yeah, the thing that that stands out to me, and I I was – he shared some good perspective on it, was just, like, it took him a little while to figure it out. Like, with this offense, just yeah. because there's so much happening for a running back. And I feel like you don't often think about that, especially for a running back. You're like, all right, you know, just you know, get Take the, ball, the hand off and let's Take go. the hand off and, <laughs> and run to the end zone. And, like, there's just so much that goes on in this offense. And I think that that's probably part of the reason that he was a little slow out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And then also add in the fact that he was still working his way back to full health. Right. And, like, I, he... Is one of the players, and I think there's a bunch of guys that are kind of in this this mold, like and this team is as a whole ascending. Like Kenny yeah. Drake seems to me to be a guy that's on the rise.
0: Well, and so is Gus now. And that so is coming Gus. Back off his so is Ronnie Stanley. Right.
2: Uh, so you know, and you could go to a bunch of different guys right. on, on the line. Well,
0: and if J.K. is kind of the back that he ex, you know he expects to be coming off of that second surgery now, mm-hmm. the kind of cleanup surgery, like. That makes a big difference, right? right? So, yeah, this running game I think is just only going to continue to be the the core of the Ravens' offense. I mean, they've always been a run heavy team, but I think they're getting even more back to that in light of the Bateman injury, in light of all these running backs that they have, and and how the offensive line that they've built and the cohesion there. Like, I think this team down the stretch we're going to see them continue to run the ball a lot, and that doesn't mean you can't you abandon the pass. You can't do that, but like. That's going to be the bread and butter of this offense. And what's really interesting is I just saw a video earlier today about how league-wide this is becoming the trend, right? Like, I think it's yards per completion, or maybe it's yards per attempt in the NFL, is like the lowest that it's been in decades. Yards per carry is the highest in NFL history league-wide, right? So, like, offenses are starting to shift to be a more run-heavy uh, run-focused approach, whereas the Ravens have been doing this for years now, right? Well, like they were kind of ahead of the curve as and defenses were more these pass-rushing defensive tackles, not these big block eaters, space eater guys, kind of. And so as defenses have evolved to defend the pass game, now they're more susceptible to the running game. And I think that that's what we're seeing league-wide with the Ravens, really with the most unique player in the NFL, and Lamar Jackson leading the way, are the kind of the poster boy for that. Well, it's kind of like,
2: uh, you know, go, going back to 2019 when John Harbaugh said before the season that the offense is going to be revolutionary. Exactly. You know, and then some people kind of scoffed and, you know, said, well, is it really going to be revolutionary? About well, You know.
0: And it it and was. it kind of has been. Exactly. And, and now the rest of the league is it, it, trying to kind of catch up to that a little bit. They're like, you know what? The Ravens might be on to some here. Yeah. And now they don't all have running quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, yeah. you know, guys who can run the ball like that, but... They're trying their own versions, you know, mm-hmm. of kind of going a little bit more towards the run. It's it's interesting to see that play out, and Kenyon Drake is obviously a huge part of that. And, and in order to do that, you need to have a good backfield and, yeah. and multiple
2: guys. You yep. know, there's not many teams. <laughs> totally. um, there's a handful. You know, the Giants are one of the few right. that basically Titans, say, like, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry with the Titans, and right. say, like, all right, our guy's going to get 30 carries, exactly. 25 carries. Like, most teams don't do that. Exactly. And the Ravens have a whole – Full stable,
0: and the stable's getting even healthier. Well, think about where they be, they where they were last year, right? With they had all these running back injuries, and the guys that they had to bring in last year were just, you know, now compare that to Kenyon Drake, mm-hmm. right? Who's I think twenty eight years old, yeah. right? Different stage of his career, different amount of juice that's left. Like, you know, you see the difference in that kind of midseason addition or right before the season. The, the difference that that has made when you compare it to last year, especially
2: totally. All right. So we do want to uh, look ahead a little bit to Sunday's game against the Panthers. But before we do that, we also want to give a shout out to our friends at DraftKings because as listeners know, the sports landscape is always changing. This week is no different. DraftKings is a leader in daily fantasy sports and it has Contest running for those who are looking to have skin in the game. It's simple. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players. You try to stay under the salary cap, and then you sit back, and you watch your points pile up. So now you know how to play. Download the DraftKings app today. Sign up using code FLOCK. New users get a free entry with their first deposit. Again, <laughs> the code is FLOCK at DraftKings. Also, did you know that veteran t- the Veteran Tickets Foundation provides free event tickets to our members of the military? Our veterans, our first responders, and their families – as a way to thank them for all their service and sacrifice, Vet Ticks is a nonprofit organization that has distributed over 14 million event tickets throughout the country. Now, these tickets help reduce stress, strengthen family bonds, and build lifelong memories and encourage service members, veterans, and first responders to stay engaged with their local communities and American life. So, you can help us support them by donating your unused event tickets of any kind to VetTix to learn more about how you can do that, become a member of it, or support VetTix, please go to org. And as listeners may or may not know, this week's game is our Salute to Service game. So yeah. uh, very fitting um, to give a shout-out to VetTix ahead of that game.
0: For sure. And... People probably remember the soup draft.
2: We're going to get to that.
0: Right. So we want to remind you that the Baltimore Ravens and Campbell's Chunky are teaming up to send a member of the flock and a guest to the NFL Pro Bowl. For the remainder of the season, the Baltimore Ravens will highlight six Ravens players who exude the do-it-all player mentality on and off the field. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash Campbell's to cast your vote today. So speaking of – you want to be Vanna White here? We
2: got two. Here you go. Hey! The
0: <sighs> dun, 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 this is dun, dun, dun. the Campbell's Chunky
2: Old Bay season Clam Chowder. Okay, it looks great. You hold it up for the for the audience there. If you're watching uh, the video version of the lounge, you can see the Campbell's <laughs> Chunky. If you're not watching the video version, you can watch it on our app, our website, our YouTube channel. Yeah. There um, you go. So,
0: you during our bu- see the modeling that we just did. Yeah, yeah. If you want to
2: see did. the can right. of if soup, you're listening right now. You got to see. You that. need to see the can of soup. You can, <laughs> words can't describe it. So, so. During our bi-week episode, we did a soup draft. So we had a whole bunch of different soups. Mm -hmm. Uh, We teamed up with our friends from Campbell's (sighs) and the results are in and you know, it's, it's a mix. No, (laughs) no, it's not.
0: Okay. It's it's a mix, mix, but it's a one-sided mix. It's a mix. It's not a complete shutout, you know, but it's it's a blowout. It's it's not a shutout, but it's a blowout. It's the jury is very
2: much undecided. Split jury, split
0: jury. No. All right. Let's just jump into it here. This one comes from Brian Slagle. He says, I think Mink did something pretty clever on the soup draft, might not have, have known it. Uh, one secret that Marylanders have uh, but never vocalized is that Maryland crab soup is awful. <laughs> <laughs> they, they throw that on menus just to see which suckers they can get to eat that awfulness. Well played, Mink. Well played. Yep. So I, I, you know what the other part about that is? Good summer soup. Okay, Maryland crab soup, like, it, you can eat it in the summer. Fine. You're eating crabs, whatever you want to have a little app, fine. It works, but we the parameters that we set was a cold fall day. Oh, that's a and great that is day. not a good day that's for a Maryland great crab day. So just. Another point to strengthen my case Here, with
2: that. Here's Here's an email from Jeff Hewitt who writes, Mink fumbles again. In Wait, the soup we're draft. going to bounce.
0: Okay, get yeah, your two emails in support.org. The Go we
2: got a million emails. For Go this, ahead. So we're not going to read all of them. But a great one from Jeff who says, <sighs> Mink fumbles again in the soup draft. How, Mink had the first pick. How do you not take a tried and true staple like true? Or like chicken noodle soup. Because he's going to you be what. incompetent, and he really does not deserve to draft again. It's time to bring in Cliff for a real challenge. <laughs> I agree, Jeff. Another, I totally another agree. another
0: point about the chicken noodle soup, right? And somebody else pointed this out in support of you, and they were just they were like, "Oh, it's so good when you're sick." Yeah. But that's not the parameters. Once again, we went into this assuming full health. We never said Chicken full doodle, health. Chicken noodle. We never <laughs> that said was full the health. Assumption. We never said that you were sick. Chicken noodle soup, fine. It's good if you have a cold. But this was full health. You're 100 percent crisp fall day. We never, we never assumed, We never
2: assumed full health. So no. that's where things kind of got off the rails. No,
0: here. I knew I should have. Uh, you have to get the fine print with you. <laughs> All right, this one comes from Chris George. Says, what was Garrett doing? Awful draft picks from start to finish. Chicken noodle isn't bad, but never a first-rounder. Vegetable? Chicken tortilla? Split pea? That was a walk in the park for Mink. Here's Carl Neff. Been listening to you both for a while, and I got to say, Garrett must have swallowed some crab shell because he (laughs) choked on his draft. Yep, yep. Okay, he just continues here. Uh, Carlton Farmer, I'm sorry to say, but Mink crushed you this time, Downing. Only excuse that you can have is that you must still be getting used to that new dad exhaustion. Congrats, by the way. Ryan finally <laughs> won, a, won a draft. I can't remember the last time he did. That's fair. Jesse Niederberger, wow. Garrett's performance in this draft was almost as bad as Mink's summer draft. Oh, my. It just keeps getting worse. No, here we go. Nick, oh. Lou, the closer draft that Mink
2: realizes. And and here's the thing. You went heavy with the cream soups. Heavy with the cream soups. But I had to so That's like Mink had a better roster and more talent. However, Garrett had a more balanced team with more variety. Mink may have botched himself by picking picking four cream-based soups. So...
0: Yeah, but but what's but, the next <laughs> sentence? Still, I'm going to give Mink the dubs because clam chowder and tomato soup are such a talented duo, it's hard to argue with. Yeah, you were going to leave that part <laughs> off. I knew you were. I knew you were. Oh, uh, Anyway, there's a lot more of just yeah. people saying I dominated you.
2: So so you. if you if you want to get in your final thoughts on the soup draft, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Shout out to our friends at Campbell's. Um, and we are sending out some of the Old Bay uh, flavor clam chowder to listeners who send in those sentences in those emails. yep. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll concede this. I'll concede, concede this. Concede the win. Just concede right now. I, I will give you... Be democratic. I will give you the win in for the first time ever wow. in a draft. This is your first ever victory in a draft. <laughs> it's not my first ever. It's my first in a long time. But it's no, not no, my no. first ever. This is for, I'm not going that far. This is first ever. This is first ever. What, this Christmas, is a monumental. You no, you, I feel like I've had some other no, you, adequate performances where I eked out wins. No, you've had... Your drafting strategy has been a debacle, but, you know. (laughs) And so as a winner, you have to pop the top and start drinking your first overall pick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love Campbell's, but I'm not willing to to drink lukewarm soup. Straight (laughs) out of the can. can. (laughs) Um, All right, so uh, that puts a bow on the soup draft. Just give us our
2: thoughts. Uh, We want to give you our our thoughts on Sunday's game against the Panthers. Ravens are big favorites. Uh, Baker Mayfield is going to be the quarterback for the Panthers. Uh, Obviously a guy the Ravens know well. I mean, just at a fundamental level, this is a game the Ravens should win. Ravens are heavy favorites in this game. Coming off a bye. Coming off a bye. I think this is a game that, you know, you see it every week in the NFL. You can't overlook anybody. You know, probably a lot of people watch Philly-Washington on Monday night. Okay, Philly, you know, the best team in the league. And then right. Washington pulls off the upset. Right. You can't overlook anybody, but this is definitely a game that this is a take-care-of-business game for the Ravens.
0: Yeah, it absolutely should be. I mean, the Panthers traded probably their best player in Christian McCaffrey. Um, now, Donta Foreman has stepped up well uh, in their backfield, so you have to stop the run game. Uh, but, you know... Baker Mayfield is also gonna I'm sure come out he's got a lot to prove right I mean he went down with an injury and kind of was not playing w- that well before then uh, with his you know new team he's got a lot to show but yeah I mean the the Ravens I think are a much more talented team at this point than the Panthers who have already fired their head coach midseason they're one of the worst teams in the league so far uh, but You just, yeah, like you said, you know, you can get bit by anybody at any time, and the Ravens have to make sure coming off a bye they don't come out kind of flat and that they, you know, bring the hammer. And so I expect them to, once again, run the ball a lot. Hopefully Mark Andrews is back. Hopefully Gus Edwards is back. That'll make a big difference. And I think that this game really for the Ravens should be a springboard into the final stretch of the season. It's kind of like, all right, we're riding three-game winning streak, heading into the bye. Everybody's feeling great. Everybody's talking about how you know the Ravens have the easiest schedule remaining. They're in great position. They're in first place in the AFC North. But you know what? All that can go down the toilet. Pretty fast if you don't come out and beat a Panthers team at home after the bye. Yep. So you gotta take care of this
2: Yep, totally. So uh, thanks so much for listening. As always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net.
0: Get ready for the people hated the jazzy big win. Yeah. Hated it. Now for now, good reason. For Now good reason. it's proved to be a winner.
2: It, it worked.
0: That's it was why. an ugly win. It was an That's ugly win. Why we won. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it should be retired. So get ready for the boom. post by win over the Panthers. Let's get it.